Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for the Natural State Football Report with Clint Conk. Taking a closer look at football across the great state of Arkansas with the winningest coach in UCA history. The Natural State Football Report is brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, they've been providing crop dusting services to the farmers of Southeast Arkansas, and they can help you too. Now, let's toss around the pigskin in the zone with Justin, Wes, and the coach. Coach Conk brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service, duh. Uh, don't believe everything you read, boys. Sometimes Justin tweets too fast and he puts the wrong sponsor on. But we appreciate Lance. Hey, it was great to have him in last it week. It was yeah. phenomenal. And yeah. we, we got to have a little breakfast, too, which was nice. Breakfast, yep. lunch, brunch. Yeah. Brunch. Yeah. Oof, Why is there no Leonard? So much. So, yeah. so his horse is running on the 29th. They're, okay. clo- they're closed for the next two weeks, right? Or they're it, closed over Christmas holiday. Yeah. Then so. they get a four-day weekend for the first uh, New Year. So the 29th. Yeah. Mystic Dan. Mystic Dan. Right? Mystic not, Dan. not Lucky Dan. Mystic Dan. Mystic, Mystic Dan. Dan. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good to see y'all. How are you? Great. Great. How about Harding? Let's lead with uh, Division Two, shall we? Absolutely. Uh, Eli, I told you so. Uh. <laughs> hey, I'd sit here until on Friday. I told the picture, I said, I'm very worried. When I was looking at I mean, school minds was blowing everybody out. Yeah. I was scared to death for them. Well, it just goes to show you that defense does still have a chance to win championships. Um Congratulations all year. Uh, phenomenal to run the table and go undefeated. Uh, run. Yeah, r- literally run. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the whole team, the defense, the special teams, obviously the offense. Uh, Coach Simmons has done a tremendous job. You know, he talks about the brotherhood up there, you know, mm-hmm. and, of course, Church of Christ School. And uh, you're looking for that unique type of individual to play there. And we played them years ago, and they were always very formidable, very physical. Randy Tribble was the head coach. And then, of course, Huckabee came in. But uh, y'all got to go to the indoor facility. Mm-hmm, I yeah. mean, there's not one probably nicer in the state. No, it's a- including Arkansas. <laughs> I mean, seriously, yeah. it's, it's it's spectacular. So they poured a lot of money into both the, the, the university there as well as Harding Academy, and uh, both programs went undefeated in uh, a state championship and a national championship. The first national championship, I believe, in the state of Arkansas since UCA won it in 1991. That is true. Yep. I believe that's correct. Yeah, Ken Collins, freshman. They got a couple of them to their credit, but there haven't been many around these parts. No, and, uh, you know, I think UCA has three. Uh, Ken Stevens played for one. Uh, they've been there several times. Um, uh, but the Arkansas won one in 64. They're hard. Uh, a, it's hard to win a conference. A, hard to go undefeated. And certainly hard to, to win a national championship. So congratulations. The game was played in McKinney. Mm-hmm. Backstory a little bit on personal note. Uh, my youngest son Zach coached high school football for a couple of years after, you know, he finished his time in the NFL, and he coached at McKinney. So I've been in that stadium multiple times to watch his teams play, and big crowds when they had their crosstown rivalry. But I've never seen the stadium that full. Uh, there was well over twelve thousand people there, and I think that was great for the brand of Division Two. Obviously great for, for, for Cersei, Arkansas, and Harding University and those kids. A lot of prep kids from here in the yeah. state. And, uh, you know, it's all about the heart, determination, and, and, and team unity. And, and Coach Simmons has done a great job bringing that together. Well, you know how it is with high school football. When you have one of your kids from your high school go off and play college ball, you're associated as a high school fan with that program, that college program, because you're rooting for that kid. And you saw that all across the state. 
Uh, you mentioned Jay from Cabot, the quarterback from Harrison. I yeah. mean, there's so yeah. many kids. Yeah. The, the the lineman we talked to from Bryant. Yeah. You you root for that kid and for that program, and so then that's how the whole state gets pulled into it. Well, I think if you look at every program across the state, you know, um, when a young man from southeast Arkansas, whatever school that is, goes to the university, you feel an attachment because yeah. you saw that kid play. You know, certainly if you're from that high school. Uh, I know we tried to make a conscious effort uh, back when I coached at Central Arkansas uh, to give the benefit of the doubt to an uh, in-state player. Uh, I know Coach Brown has made that a focal point of his recruiting. And, of course, you go back to the, uh, the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. I know UCA in particular, their entire roster was pretty much Arkansas high school kids. So it's good to see the Washita's, the Hardings, the Hendersons, the, you know, the uh, the schools here in this state recruit uh, that really good high school prospect, and then those hometowns show up. They support those kids, and, and uh, boy, I tell you what now, Cersei's on a roll. I mean, undefeated, the Harding Academy yeah. State Championship, and then, of course, the undefeated season at Harding. So congratulations to them. What else is on your list of items? Well, uh, the bowl game this week, the Camellia Bowl. Yes. yes. How, how are you feeling? Are you as optimistic as I am? I, I feel good about it. I feel better about a bunch of points being scored. Okay. I did a little research on Northern Illinois. They made a change with play caller uh, week three, four, five, somewhere in there. And since then, they've averaged 30-some-odd points a game. You know, Arkansas State's given up some points, but uh, um, they, they don't know each other. So I think that, you know, there'll be a lot of first downs made and the potential for touchdowns. So I don't know what the over-under is, but I do 53 expect, and a half. I expect a lot of points scored. Uh, obviously, we're pulling for ASU. Coach Jones has a chance to win his seventh game this year, mm. win a bowl game. Um, again, winning the game right now is the most important, but what's happened over the last month is my coaching hat on, the player development, working with the younger players, back in the weight room, all the film study. Uh, that, that, that time is critical. That time is critical for a college coach. Uh, even if you're in the lower divisions and playing games, those kids are in the weight room. They're under your control. Their nutrition, their diet, all those things. So, a bit a wins a win in the Camellia Bowl at the Crampton Bowl. You've been there. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep, the Crampton Bowl. Yep, historic venue in Montgomery. In Montgomery. Yep, yep. Uh, a win there gives them their seventh win. It's going to be a tremendous boost in recruiting. Um, I mean, pivotal pivotal opportunity. But what's happened in the last month is even more important. The player development aspect. Have, have you been following Arkansas's portal work? A little bit, yeah. Um, so I go back to last year. They took two receivers, one's from Hillsdale College, a Division II school. Three. Uh, one from uh, Commerce, uh, mm-hmm. an FC, uh, mm-hmm. just transitioning FCS school, I believe. And then you look at the way they're, they're doing this year, too, um, you're going to have the young man from San Jose State on. They've got a young man from Eastern Michigan, I think. Yep. Um, uh, they're recruiting a young receiver from Florida Atlantic, maybe. So what they're doing is they're getting those developed players that are rising. They still have a chip on their shoulder and uh, still have a, a higher ceiling. You know, there may be a kid that's coming from Ohio State or Michigan um, that may have tapped out on his potential. So on the outside looking in, they're looking at pieces that they need to fill specific spots, but they're taking those players that may have been underrated coming out of high school, mm-hmm. went to smaller programs, 
have really done well and still have some meat left on the bone to grow and have multiple years to do that. So, um, But, you know, they still got some work to do, obviously. That's the Carmona story. I heard uh, an interview with him, and he'll, I'll get him to tell us in a minute, but he is a junior in high school. He played seven games as a tight end. Senior year was wiped out by COVID. Yep. Somehow, some reason, San Jose State offered him. He jumped on it, went out there. They moved him to tackle. He put on all this weight, played every snap at left tackle this season. Well, I bet he has great feet, you know, probably coming from being a tight end. You know, he's gained the extra weight. but uh, uh, you know, So Pierce. his ceiling his ceiling is way up here, yeah. you know. so And you get under the tutelage of a guy like Pittman, and, and hopefully he will continue to grow. And he's got, what, three years left? So, uh, so it looks like they're taking these guys that were either undervalued or underrated, uh, that have had outstanding careers at their smaller schools, and then they're, they're, they're piecing them in so that they'll grow with the Arkansas program versus Ole Miss, who's getting all the accolades. I mean, they're getting them from USC and Michigan and, you know, wherever, Florida and all these other places, and they're great players, you know. But what is their ceiling? I mean, are they as good as they're going to be? So it's a different philosophy, but uh, – they still got some work to do. They've got to get some running backs in there, and they lost a high school recruit. Yeah, there. they did. Lost one yesterday. Uh, the big, uh, the receiver from Pine Bluff, I would think, is a priority if they can get him. I hear he might be a Missouri, Missouri guy, Missouri yeah. lean. But They're, uh, I think that's happening like right about now. Yeah. So, um, you know, um, get some pieces in there. Then you got to develop them and coach them up. Yeah, I was disappointed they lost the running back from alabama but when alabama offered him a couple weeks ago that made me really nervous it's hard to uh compete you know it's it's like they go down to louisiana and have a guy you thought wrapped up and then lsu offers at the last second and he changes his mind yep i mean everybody wants to play for the the hometown school if they can so yes i've kept up a little bit with it uh asu harding those were, were were topics uh you know, have y'all talked a lot about the transfer portal and the NIL and all that? Can we talk a little bit about well, that from time to time? Yeah, it's it just, just happened. Uh, Crutchfield decided to go with Missouri. Missouri, yeah. Yeah. really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a lean, from yeah. what I heard. Oh, that's that was disappointing. What they were feeling, the the, in, the coaching staff felt like that was happening. Huh? Yeah. Breaking news. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Um. Did you watch? I'll tell you, it has been a wild time. We call it the Fun Belt. It has been a wild time in the bowl games for the Sun Belt. Holy cow. Saw a piece of that yesterday. Wowzers. I mean, and there have been some wild ones already. And then Western Kentucky down 28-0, to down 35-14. And they come back and win the game in overtime. They blocked a field goal. The kid missed. Poor kid. Missed, missed one, had another one blocked. For Old Dominion. Should have never even gone to overtime. Western Kentucky, what a victory. Well, that's what happens when you can spin it a little bit and play out in space, and they can certainly do that there. Uh, the Hilltoppers, we all have some familiarity with that program. But um, on the other side of the ball, Old Dominion played not to lose. And yeah. so that's what happens, you know. Here's what's amazing. This was the backup quarterback for Western Kentucky. So we've been telling everybody, like, look. Like 6'6". Six, six. You better pay attention to who's in, who's out. But apparently it didn't matter. This kid that was playing for them sat out because of the draft. This guy um, and the guy that's going to the pros, 33-40 this year, over 4,700 the year before. Uh, but the, the kid that came in, Helton, yeah, pretty impressive. 40 of 52, 383, five touchdowns, one pick, ran 19 times for 53 yards. That ain't bad. 
No, I'd say he's probably the future there. <laughs> <He's up. laughs> hey, we talked about this the other day, and I quoted you without mentioning your name. Somebody mentioned, uh, was it, who were we talking about? Were we talking about Dak, maybe? Somebody said, mentioned the phrase system quarterback. Mm-hmm. And you once told me, if I remember correctly, I don't put words in your mouth, but that you basically got to find a guy that fits your system. So it's not, there's no such thing necessarily. You have a certain way of doing things. You got to get a guy that can do what you want done. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Is that right? Yeah, that's 100%. I mean, uh, I'm not going to go recruit an option quarterback to come into a spread offense and throw it, you know, 40, 50 times a game. So, uh, yeah, you've got to find that piece, that player that fits what you're wanting to do philosophically, coach him up, and build that chemistry that you need. So, um, y'all are talking about Dak Prescott? I, I mean, yeah, throw the, throw the game out against Buffalo and throw the game out maybe against, you know, the 49ers, which are two very good teams, you know, obviously. But that guy's had a heck of a year, man. I mean, he's uh, he's cut down on his turnovers. Uh, he's been a little bit more active athletically with his legs. His accuracy has been good. He spread the ball around. I mean, his receivers have stepped up for the most part. Uh, I'm like Wes. We were talking before we came on. I mean, they really didn't look like they wanted to be there, you know, Sunday night. And uh, they couldn't have picked a better time. Would you? Well, it's a tough place to play. Nobody rallies like circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. That's you right. Know? And uh, uh, they played well. And, of course, Josh Allen uh, is a special talent, that's for sure. But, they have uh, underachieved for two years. And they are a stone's throw from becoming the Chargers if they don't get it together. You talking about the Cowboys? No, I'm talking about the, I'm talking about oh, the, Bills. the Bills. I've been disappointed in them. I thought this was the year they're going to rise back up and yeah. take that division by, you know, just by storm and get a chokehold on it. Nope. I can tell you what, nobody wants to play those dudes right now. Mm-hmm. Nobody, because they're yeah. playing good football, both yeah. sides of the ball, playing really good football. Yeah, I mean, they beat a uh, Kansas City team that's heavily flawed, and they beat a Cowboys team that looked disinterested. So let's just wait and see. What do they have this week? They got a they got a layup game. Buffalo plays the Raiders. That yeah. No, that's Kansas City. Uh-uh. Kansas City. Buffalo plays the Chargers. Same difference. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, real quick. Our, yep, I made a mistake. That was Austin Denby that signed with. Missouri committed. They're both together. Yeah, the, tomorrow's the signing. Correct. Day. They're Correct. having a their ceremony today. But uh, that's his teammate. We knew he was going to Missouri. Crutchfield is there to make his decision. Also, I jumped the gun. Wow. Ease, Louise. Wow. Okay. Well, that's kind of a big deal. Um, all right. Well, so, I guess so, for your so sake, you better so, hope he goes to Missouri. <laughs> so, so you're saying there's still a chance? There's still. <laughs> wow. Uh, Pull one out of the fire there, maybe. Yeah. yeah. There's a small so his teammates going to Missouri? Yeah. Okay. But we knew that. He's been committed all season. Yeah. Well, Crutchfield was committed most of the season, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Coach, anything else? No, that's all I had on my plate. Thanks uh, Thanks again to Lance, and uh, looking forward to seeing his horse run. Appreciate Farm Brothers Flying Service. Appreciate you and your family. I hope you guys have a great holiday. You here? You're on the road. Yeah, here. Going to be quiet. That's nice. Yep, going to be quiet. Good for uh, you. Kind of, kind of looking forward to that. Uh, you got any kids in town? Nope. Man. They're all welcome. Everybody's well, welcome. And certainly if you're in town, you're welcome. You know what? I may pop over. Hey, have some eggnog with us or whatever. I but, love it. Uh, uh, no, I'm going to hold it tight. And uh, did a lot of traveling this summer and mm-hmm. this fall. And then, uh, you know, sometime after the first year, we'll start making our rounds again. Gotcha. But they all got kids and stuff. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. You know, you guys sit back, drink some eggnog, light a fire, watch It's a Wonderful Life. Enjoy each other. That's right. It's good. Watch a lot of football. Oh, that too. Christmas vacation. Yeah, good luck with that. Luckily, she likes football. Yeah. Um, well, Coach, I appreciate you very much. Merry hey, Christmas thanks, and guys. Uh, Merry Christmas. I've Happy Festivus and such. A couple more, couple more shows. We're going to keep you as long as we can. And next week we'll be uh, highlighting the uh, playoffs. 
because uh, it'll be that time, the, yep. the 14 playoff. Of course, all the New, York, uh, New Year's Day six bowls and so forth. We'll get you in before. Did you watch any of the uh, FCS stuff? I did. I watched the Montana game. Montana State is filthy. How about Montana? Yes, that was a great it, game. Is that not? They call it the Mecca. I've we, said it a million times. We've been there. It's the scariest place I've ever been. It is quintessential best place, one of the best places in the country to play college football because mm-hmm. of their fan base. Yeah. 26, 28,000 people. I know there's 100,000 other places, Dude. but I'm telling you, you have to go there to truly uh, appreciate the experience. North Dakota State is as good a program as you're ever going to find, but going to a game there comparatively to Montana is like playing a game in Allsop Park. Like, it is it's a cakewalk by comparison as far as environment goes. But you still, no one has taken a team across that bridge. That's true. Coach yep. is the only one that had the uh, audacity <laughs> to walk his team through the tailgating area. How'd that work out? Uh, not so much. Should have took some of the... Uh... Let's be honest. You could have flown them in there on helicopters. It wouldn't have made a whole lot of difference. Hey, That's the, a tough place, you man. Know, uh, two of my sons were at that game, uh, Chase and Zach, and uh, they partake of the 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 town life of yeah. the night before you know so they they got the whole experience they 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 uh climbed the, the mountain to the end we did that yeah so i mean unless you've been there it is like i said one of the quintessential places to to witness a college football game and it was on full display yeah. with a great game yeah uh that now i still think south dakota state's gonna boat race them yeah uh but but good for Montana. I did not expect Montana's. I kind of started believing in Albany a little bit. But I did thought they might make it reasonably competitive. That was gross. Hey, speaking of Albany, there's another young man that Arkansas's offered, an All-American from Albany, a defensive lineman. Not the quarterback? Nope. You know, the quarterback's sister plays basketball at Arkansas. Oh, is that right? Yeah, Poffenbarger. Yeah, the, uh, uh, the defensive lineman had like 21 tackles for loss and 15 sacks. He's a beast. Let me ask you this last thing here. Yeah. Because um, we were having a little conversation yesterday, and, again, he wasn't whining about it but we all know it goes on a little bit uh fair game you think for cherry picking from lower levels or not cool man if i was sitting in that chair i'd say not cool but it's going to happen hey the weird the craziest thing i heard you know used to you would sign a kid and put him in junior college i read this online just some guy arkansas ought to start funneling kids to the to the ucas and the Pine Bluffs and places like that, and then you know, with the arrangement that we're going to come back and get them in a year or two, so the lower level program gets a player that maybe they wouldn't normally get. I mean, that's crazy to think about, but if it's mutually beneficial, I guess there's a. After you get over the initial being offended by it, yeah, yeah. maybe there is a. But conversation. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sure. So I remember Coach Nutt, he would just stock them over in junior college and then go back and get them, right? Because they weren't academically eligible. Well. Maybe they don't have room for them, and this particular scribe was writing that use the Division One schools here in the state as a farm system, kind of like they did the junior colleges years ago, and then with the understanding that we may come back and get them in a year or two. Yeah. And it would benefit both programs. But um, that was that's the wildest thing I've heard out there. How would you feel about it, though? Like I said, after you kick your ego to the side and, you know, I guess that's a possibility. I mean, you put in all the work, develop him, get him ready, and then see ya. Well, they did that recently, and he went to Louisville. So, I <laughs> guess, yeah. yeah. You know. And I saw Colin James was just offered by uh, UNLV. Yeah, U- UNLV, yeah. And UTEP. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's going to have some opportunities. Good player. And I think he visited Arkansas. Yeah, he did. Offer, but yep. anyway, uh, 
strange times right now with the transfer portal and NIL. Some, somebody better put some guardrails on it. That's why I don't let Wes go to the radio stations. I Maybe that's uh, Arkansas is doing that, but they're just letting Missouri, a lesser program, develop their players. I don't, yeah, I'm Courtney Crutchfield yeah, has I'm, now. I'm not buying that. Official. He is going to Missouri. Yeah. So you were, you were. I was jumped the gun. Yeah, I jumped the gun. We had a couple. We've had uh, two, three transfers from Missouri. Oh, at least. Mostly D linemen. Yeah. Uh, for Arkansas. Yeah. Jeff Coat this year, the year yeah. before, the kid from Parkview. Yep. Um, there may have been another one. Mm. Yeah. Set a break. Coach, thank you. Hey, Merry Christmas to Same everyone. To Appreciate it. See you all next week. Very good. We're back in a moment. <laughs> 